early in the morning, totally devoted. Welcome back to the Goat Pod. We got a very special guest, Detroit-based magician, Mr. Chris Mardrosian. Thank you so much for joining the show today, my Thank brother. Thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Uh, saw you on Instagram. I've seen you on many, many of my friends' Snapchats at parties, <laughs> at events, and all that yeah. stuff. And anybody uh, performing around Metro Detroit, I want to have on my couch because I got a lot of questions to ask you, bro. So thank you so much for coming through. <laughs> no, my pleasure, man. Ask away. All right. So first question is, in your own words, tell the people, who is Chris Mardrosian? So my name is Chris Mardrosian. Grew up in, uh, was born in Detroit, raised in Southfield, been living in uh, the Farnington Hills of Bloomfield area for over 20 years now. Been doing magic since I was about maybe six or seven, you know, and I was always known as the kid in school that knew magic. So people would always come to me and be like, hey man, show me a trick, you yeah, know, so yeah. that's kind of who I am. I'm also not only a magician, but I'm also a realtor with EXP Realty. So that's like who I am right now. Very nice. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you. Um, so um, you talked about doing it since you're six or seven. So you have, you know, a couple years into the craft. Mm -hmm. uh, what made you fall in love with magic and talk to us a little bit about your origins in the craft? Well, growing up as a kid, I watched magic with my grandfather, right? And it was just one of those things where I was like super fascinated by it. Like every time I see a magician like disappear, or do something crazy, I'd be so like my eyes would just light up. So one day my grandfather taught me the simplest pick a card trick. Put it back on the deck and he'll find it. So then I started showing that trick to people. And some people that have never seen it were like really astounded by it or, you know, astonished, whatever you want to say. And then basically, you know, somebody that wouldn't know a trick be like, hey, Chris, I know a card trick. Let me show you. So then they taught it to me. So now I have a second trick in my arsenal. And it's just kind of built from there. You know, there's also a magic shop in, uh, in Clawson right now. I used to be in Royal Oak called the Wonder Ground. It's been around for years. And I remember when I, my first time going there, I was like 11 or 12. And man, I have places like, like Disneyland to me. And I remember buying some of my first tricks. It was so fun, you know? And like, I'd be in school doing magic for people. I'd be in the common area after like lunch and people would like be watching me do magic. I have all these crowds around me. People would just be screaming. Like, I think I just enjoyed the, the, the reactions. The yeah. reactions are just the best. They gotta be. They, they, they gotta they're the be. best. That's, I think that's the best thing about magic is like, like when you see a child's face, especially like when you do a trick where like you might put something in your hand and it appears in their hand or whatever, like, or just especially an adult where they will start saying like, you know, like, like, what the fuck? Or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. just tripping out and they're like, how did he do that? Like, it's the biggest compliment to a magician when somebody says, how the hell did you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we got on, uh, you did a little uh, trick with G and she's still talking about it. She's still like, bro, how did you pick my You know, we'll get, maybe, I don't know what you're going to show, but it was pretty awesome. And, yeah, yeah, and just sure, seeing it up sure. close, like, I, I love magic. I love the craft that I love. Yeah. Um, I love the... Um, Taking us to a world that it, we know, we know, right? We know mm -hmm. it's like it's like Santa Claus, but but the presents <laughs> get there somehow. You know what I mean? And getting that present, getting the end of the trick, it really is. It really yeah. is so special. So um, I, I'm in full support, which is why I really, really wanted to have you on and ask you some I of these questions. It, man. So, um, so it. I was gonna ask, uh, who are your biggest influences, both in magic and in performing? Because it's they're two different things. Yeah, knowing how to do a magic trick and being able to perform it mm -hmm. are are two crafts within one. So tell me uh, about both. Well, David Copperfield definitely is one. Um, obviously, he's probably the most well-known magician in the entire world. Now, David Copperfield, I remember I saw him. When I was just a little older than 10, my mom took me and my cousin to go see him. And man, I was loving it, you know? I remember writing him a letter one time and like he sent me back and I'm sure it wasn't him, but I got back like this photo of him. And then on the back it said, if I'm ever in the area, I look forward to saying hello to you. Obviously I never met the guy, that'd be a dream. <laughs> yeah. But he's one of my biggest influences. And then 
some of the more modern magicians now, like you got guys like, um, I don't know if you ever heard of some of these guys, but you got guys like Matt Franco, yes. Shin Lim. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a guy on Instagram, his name is Jackie Yu. Like some of these guys, the things that they do is just crazy. You know, like I, I like to think I'm a decent magician, but some of the things that these guys do, they're sleight of hand. They're just the way, the way they do things. I'm like, man, some of the things they do, like it, it took years of practice to get there. So those are some of my biggest influences. Now, um, people who I like your art more is like, there's one guy, he's not the most well-known. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you haven't. His name is Gregory Wilson. And the thing I like about him is that, um, I like his persona. He kind of has my personality. You know, when he goes out, he's, he's funny. You know, especially when he's doing magic tricks to girls, he likes to be a little flirty and stuff. Sure, like, sure. His persona is funny. He throws in like little funny sexual innuendos in there and stuff. And everything he does is close up. He does things with like cards, coins. Like he can just, you can literally give him a dollar bill and some coins and he can do like a 50 minute skit with it. It's crazy. Wow. that's So insane. he's one of my biggest influences. I love it because I feel like him and I, like we're very, very much the same. Our styles, you know? Very cool. But those are some of the influences I had. And as far as performing, I remember when I was like 15, right? We're at uh, every Sunday after church, my family and I would go to this Coney Island on 13 Orchard Lake. And um, I remember one time I had this trick on me and I went up to a random family and said, hey, I'm a magician. Can I show you a trick? Obviously, back then there was no like phone cameras or anything. I didn't get it right. recorded. But man, they just went crazy over it, you know? And like, I just never had the fear of going up to people. I always had like that, like I was always gutsy enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Where some people, like you said, they know the trick, but they don't have like the courage to actually go up to people for sure yeah no that's special Thank um you. tell me this uh uh when you started doing magic uh -huh. obviously now that i know that that came from your grandfather yeah um how did they respond to you doing magic and performing like just out that's a perfect example you're out at, at family lunch dinner whatever and you just walk up to somebody and say hey can i show you a trick like how did they respond and how did they still respond to you continuing to pursue your dream well i mean at first, I'm not going to lie, some people were kind of laughing a little bit, you know what I'm saying? They weren't the most supportive, but now my family's kind of gotten, like, understood it. And obviously, I'm not the biggest magician in the world, but I mean, I made a, put it like this. I quit my job at Costco. That's the last job I ever had. Went full-time magic, and I've over doubled what I would have made at Costco. And, like, I've been my own boss, and I love it. But, like, you know, put it like this. Could I say I put, you know, all my main focus to magic? Could I... Can I be all I can be? I have not been all I can be. I feel like I can put way more than what I'm putting in. There's no doubt. And I'm, you know, man enough to understand that. But like, you know, now my family's starting to see it and they've been supportive. Now, like when I go to any kind of wedding or something, people will literally, literally look at me and be like, Chris, man, show us a trick. Do a yeah, trick for us. Right. They just know it. So like a lot of times I'll have something on me to carry because I know somebody's going to ask me. Yeah. And quite frankly, I love it. Like it excites me when somebody wants to see a trick. I love doing it. That's amazing. I, that was going to be my next question is, is any, as somebody like I, I rap or I do some certain stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I'm like, bro, not right now. Do yeah. you ever get that not right now? Once or no? in a while, I will. Somebody will ask me, like, listen, man, I'm just kind of here to hang out, you know? But right. like, for the most part, I love it. Like, for example, one time there's a Chaldean guy that I know on the Chaldean men's page on Facebook. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm walking into church, Sunday morning mass, and this guy comes up to me and goes, hey, can you do a trick for my son? <laughs> <laughs> I had to like figure like, I could pull something out of, out of thin air and like you know so like sometimes like what I'll do is I'll have like rubber bands on my wrist so I can just do a quick rubber band trick sure cause like you know so like I think I had something on me I just kind of put it in my hand made it disappear and pull it out of his ear that was something quick but it's just funny cause like I literally like one, one time I was actually at a gas station 
And some guy from uh, saw me on social media goes, hey, bro, you're that magician. Can you show me a trick? And I'm pumping gas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumping gas. He asked me to see a magic trick. Right. It's hilarious, but I loved it. I, I, like, I literally had a deck of cards right next to me. Like, all right, I'm going to do a trick for you. Here's a deck of cards. I did a quick trick. That's Kinda awesome. Kind of like what I did to G, and it was like, he just loved it, you know? That's hilarious. So and I don't know. I find it awesome. Like, I don't really, like I said, I'm not really, um, you know, once in a while I say no, or I'm not feeling it, but like, I say 99%, of the time, I'm always feeling That's awesome. It, you know? Well, you know that that joy and that reaction, like you really can make somebody's day. Oh, absolutely. Which is something so special about magic, which I feel is really special yeah. about music as well, and, and all types of performance, is if you do it um, with a with a great heart, um, mm -hmm. and you're talented, and you believe in yourself, it's all, it all manifests. So that's absolutely. really, really great. Um, you talked about now, um, you kind of answered a question that I had for you, Buzz. Um, you're doing magic full time mm -hmm. and you're able to, to live. Like how long did it take to get to that? Like, did you have to build your repertoire mm -hmm. and, um, you know, what are the next steps, uh, for you? I know we have, um, some, uh, goals in yeah, mind. So absolutely. yeah, talk, talk a little bit about that. Well, here's the thing. When I first started magic, cause like, here's the thing. It's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't pursue it further. Like when I was younger. So like I, my first gig was in August of 2020. So like, wow. it's like coming up on three gig? years. My like official first, first gig. Wow. So like, wow. it was one of those things that I just did, but like, I like I wish to God I can go back and change the past and like redo it. Like, Don't we all? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and look, we all have regrets, right? But we all have regrets and things that we didn't do. Obviously, you just got to move on. But I stopped kind of doing magic for a little while, but there was always one of those things that I just knew. So like, I have a few tricks in my repertoire. And then I guess what happened was I was a personal trainer. And, you know, at some point, my clientele started going down because of like COVID was coming. Yeah. So I needed a full-time job. I'm like, okay. And I'm like literally praying to God. I'm like, this is just not right for me. Like I'm struggling this, that. And I, you know, at first when I became a personal trainer, I started making videos. My first time ever making my first video, I was nervous as hell. But then I decided at one point, I pulled out one of my old magic tricks and I did it in a video and then moved on to personal training. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a magic trick at the beginning of each video to catch people's attention. And I did. And then at some point, people started to notice it. They're like, have you ever considered like doing magic as like a career? I was like, I've always wanted to. So I decided to pursue it. And at one point, people were asking me, you know, I probably had seven or eight people ask me like, hey, man, will you do it for my uh, cousin's communion or my son's communion, whatever, birthday? I kept making excuses. I was like, you know what, man? I hate to say it. You got to, I just got to grow some balls and just do it. I can't, like, Literally. I can't keep like pushing it off. So finally, one day, Kelly, especially I, if it's knocking on your conscious, like exactly, I want to do this, yeah. I want to do this. Exactly. So I had this Chaldean guy call me, and you know, we talked, and I actually met him in person at Panera Bread. We talked, like, this is what I want you to do for my daughter's birthday. And I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I know for a fact I was not that good. I was horrible. My first gig sucked, and I remember I asked him. I texted him. I said, "Hey, listen, man. Thank you again for the opportunity. Can you give me some feedback?" And he's like. Here's a few things for you. I think your transitions could have been better. Your sign looked very amateur. I felt like, you know, you're a first timer, blah, blah, blah. And he told me all this stuff. He was very respectful about it, but the, was very constructive criticism that he gave me. I loved it. I said, thank you so much. Yeah. It really helps me. And then it evolved from there. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay, so I want to get into magic a little bit, Let's all right? What are the different style of tricks, not only like maybe that you do or that, that are out there? Like, teach me about magic. So you got, obviously creators and you got performers like for example you ever watch america's got talent you see some of these magicians like i don't know if you saw the guy with the shoes where he was changing colors and with the boxes and stuff i don't know if you saw that okay there's a guy i know um so i'll tell you a little bit more about my mentor a little bit later but we were in this thing called accountability buddies where we had a bunch of guys and it was a mentorship program and that's kind of helped me you asked me about my business it did take a long time but i have a mentor by the name of chris clarelli he's a magician based i believe in virginia and 
he had me in his program and it costed a good amount of money to get into it. But boy, it was the best money I've ever spent Awesome. because he really helped me. And there was about maybe 12 to 15 guys in the entire group. And we had these thing called accountability buddies where we had each other or held each other accountable. And one of the guys, his name is Trig Watson. And he was just on America's Got Talent. And he did this thing with like a big old iPad. And like, I think for example, like Howie Mandel had like glasses on, he pulled the glasses off and like put them on his head and, he did everything with each judge that was in the video. He took a video of them doing something and he pulled something out of there or he'd like do something like this in the back, spill water and water spilling. That's creativeness. See, there's certain people that are creators and people that are performers. Some of these magicians have some creative minds and I look at these tricks that I purchased from some of these creators. I'm like, man, I would never think of this. Right. So you got guys that create magic and some of them are original ideas. Some of them are ideas from hundreds of years ago that they just refined or maybe took that idea and made it somewhat their own and did something different with it. Sure. And then you've got other styles, like, you know, as far as performing, you got close-up magic, which is things like how we are, very close-up, you know, where you're doing, like, card tricks, coin tricks. Then you got, like, stage magic, where you could have things like where David Copperfield walking through a wall, sawing himself in half, things like that, you know? And then, again, you got anything else, like doing kids' shows, you know, walk-around magic. There's just so many different styles. Got you. Okay. So my next question here is do you have a, a signature trick? I I don't know. I, I guess I, you could say a signature trick. If you'd like to see it, I can definitely show you. I do uh, have like kind of a signature you, trick, a the, trick that I love to do. That okay. This is one the one that gets everybody. You know what I'm saying? You want to okay. see it? I, I have an idea of what I think it might be, but I want to see it. Sure. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, hang on real quick. I got to pull it out real quick. Can you actually close your hands into a fist? Perfect. Now extend both your arms for me. And now tell me something, Pierre. Do you believe in teleportation? No. Let's say for fun, if you can teleport anywhere in the world, where would you go? Uh, Aruba. Aruba? Okay. I'd go somewhere like Aruba or like Greece or maybe Hawaii. I want to be on a beach. I like, I like hot weather, you know? So this is what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to draw a little X right here on my hand. All right? Okay. Yep. G, if you want to go ahead and zoom in on this real quick. There we go. Now, shake one of your hands for me. All right, drop that hand, let it rest. Now, remember, we talked about teleportation, right? That's Sharpie, that should not come off, but I'm actually gonna take it, right? I'm gonna take the X, and we're gonna try to get it to pluck it off my hand, okay. and we're gonna teleport it from my hand right to your hand. Now, would you be impressed if it went from my hand to your hand? Yeah, I would. Well, when you turn your hand over, open your finger slowly. Go ahead. Yo. What? Yo. And the best part is, look, it does not come off like mine did. It's kind of permanently on there. Yo. <laughs> Y'all see that? Y'all see that? <laughs> That's insane, yo. Hey, I, I swear to God, guys, I did not have nothing to do with this. That's insane. I love that one. Now, here's the thing. That is actually an old trick. That's an idea from an old trick called Ashes on Hand, where I learned when I was younger. It's the same concept. Somebody smoking a cigarette, you say, let me take your cigarette, and you ash it on top of their hand and do this, and it goes through the hand, or you do it on your hand, and say, open yours. Now the ashes are gone, because anybody knows if you put ash on your hand, you rub it off, it goes away, you might be have a little black mark, but yeah. that's the whole concept. I learned it when I was about 12 or 13. Now that trick is created by a guy named Mark Southworth, and I think actually I heard he recently passed away about a year or so ago. But that is one of my favorite tricks. Like when I go to a walk around gig, I do that all the time. It is one of my best. I'm telling you, like I was at an open house yesterday, my first open house. Again, I work for EXP Realty and I'm on the Mark Z team. I'm standing around with a couple of these families. I'm like, you know, since we're all just hanging out, let me show you guys one of my other professions. And I did that trick to a, um, to this, uh, there was a husband and wife and there's an other husband and wife with their 11 year old daughter. 
And I did the trick to the, one of the wives, and she freaked out. She's like, she kept begging me, like, tell me how you did it, tell me how you did it. And she's going nuts, and she's like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm not going to sleep tonight. And the husband's like, yeah, she's not going to sleep tonight. I'm like, that's awesome, you know? I'm like, I just, that's one of my favorite tricks to do. I've had people run across the street after I do it, you that's know? That's amazing. It's one of my favorites. That's amazing. Hold on, let me fix it real quick. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Okay, so yeah. I love that one. Um, that was really great. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so what tricks, I mean, we just showed that one. What tricks yeah. get the most reaction versus which are your favorite to perform? Well, some of my favorites to perform are like mentalism tricks. Like that is one of my favorites to perform. Yeah. But anything that happens in a spectator's hands, like I'll show you another one if I may. You um, may. If I may. <laughs> you yeah. definitely may. Thank you. So I'm here for it. So look, you see, can you, uh, G, can you see what I have here? Mm -hmm. All right. So I got these two little red balls, right? So yeah. we're going to call this one ball A and ball B. A and B. Yep. A goes here, B goes here, and they switch spots. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, I love that. Just a little gag, you know? <laughs> All right. Hope you have here. So look, think about it like this. You got ball A and ball B. Which one do you want, A or B? Give me B. B, okay. So then A goes to me, B goes to you. Squeeze tight, squeeze tight. Now look, if I squeeze mine hard enough, mine will disappear. But see, when something disappears, it has to reappear. So slowly open your hands. <laughs> and basically, yeah, anything that happens in a spectator's hand is a great trick, you know? Uh, that's insane. That's one of my favorite tricks to perform. So I love doing that. What you just saw right now, me do with the X. Um, Again, I love performing mentalism, and here's the thing. There's other magicians that do certain things, and every magician has a style. Every magician's different, but, like, for example, I know some coin magicians. Like, there's a guy I know by the name of uh, Danny Goldsmith. When I tell you this guy, and, like, no pun intended, his shit is gold. Like, okay. every, all, his, all his, like, coin tricks, I bought a few of his things. Not super expensive, like maybe 30 or 40 bucks for a download of like two hours worth of like material with coins. Wow. This guy will blow your mind with the things that he can do with literally a single dollar coin. And some of the things he can do, like it takes years of practice. He's been doing it for, I think, about 17 or 18 years. But like wow, my coin tricks are very simple. I literally make a coin disappear and reappear. I do one where like I might take a coin, put it in my hand, and it will disappear from both hands it'll land, and it'll end up on the person's shoulder or maybe like under their watch or something. And like that gets good reactions. I love doing things like that. I like keeping things simple. I don't like to complicate things. So like to me, the, the simpler the trick, the better. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, that, that was great too. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm here for it. It's freaking awesome. Awesome. Uh, you, definitely got some, you definitely got some new customers because I'm looking, I'm, I'm glad, about to I'm be glad. booking you real soon. Um, uh, let me ask you this. So um, is mad? Okay. Here, here's another one. All right. Are there any magicians that you do not respect or want to call out in terms Actually, of famous magicians? Yeah, you know what? I don't have any magician that I don't like, to be honest. I don't think I've ever met a magician that I don't like. Well, there's one magician, though, but, like, here's the thing. I, I'm not trying to hate on him or nothing. I don't know if you've ever heard of Julius Dean. He's no. been all over. So he's a younger guy, and he's been all over social media. He made his, like, he's a millionaire now, and he's, like, one of the most famous YouTube magicians you'll ever see. But I feel like he kind of ruined the integrity of magic because a lot of his reactions that he gets are fake. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, a lot yeah. of the, because I've seen some of the tricks that he's done, and I've done those same tricks. And I know for a fact, like, he set that up in a way to get the girls and the guys to react like that. Gotcha. Now, I'm not saying that's all the case, but I feel like, you know, it's not I like authentic. to keep, yeah, yeah, it's not as authentic as it should be. Now, I'll name another guy that I really like. There's a guy, and I hope he watches this. His name is Jonathan Schumacher, and he has about 100, I think, like 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. He's from New York. I've gotten to know him. I've spoken to him on, you know, video chat before. I DM him from time to time, ask him questions. He's a great magician. Like I said, he does a lot of street magic in New York. His um, YouTube channel is JS Magic. 
I love his persona, and him and I have similar styles. The only thing that's different about me and him is he's a little more laid back and chill while I'm more like high energy, you right. know? Right, right, But like his reactions that he gets are very genuine, and I can see it. Yes. But like I'm not saying I don't respect Julius Dean. I feel like I would love to be in his shoes. I mean, like I said, the guy, the guy travels the world, stays in the most nicest hotels, lays on the beach, is always doing magic tricks for people, beautiful women, everything is like he has a great life doing what he does, but he doesn't do that anymore now. He does prank videos, you know got what I'm saying? You, and you. that I don't like. I've watched his prank videos, I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But <laughs> I can hear other that. that, there's not really many magicians I've never respected. I've always loved any magician I've ever seen, especially when it comes to, I think, David Blaine. Yeah. It's definitely one of my biggest inspirations because, like I said, like, you know, I know I mentioned David Copperfield, but David Blaine, he's on another level. Yeah, he a Because when he boy. was doing street magic and, like, you know, when he was doing things for, like, basketball players or walking out, like, in, like, random streets and doing magic for random people, I loved it. Their reactions were just priceless. Those are the best. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, is magic one of those crafts uh, where the bigger the budget you have, the more elaborate tricks you can be? And I know the answer is yes, but specifically for you, if you had a bigger budget or anything, is there something elaborate that you've been wanting to do that if you had a big big budget you'd be able to do or not, not as much? I mean, I wouldn't mind getting to a little bit more stage magic. Like there's a trick called the metamorphosis and uh, – you know, it was one very popular trick that Harry Houdini used to do, although he was not the one who invented it. I forgot who the magician was, but it's basically you have like a box. Now, this is not necessarily cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you need two people. It has like a little box, some chains, uh, like a little like a, like a little cloth bag or whatever that can basically fit a body in it. And what you do is usually like you'll see a husband and a wife doing it. But basically, it's a trick where you have the box and then you show the inside of it. It's completely solid. And then you put... The person in the bag, inside the box, you close it, you lock it up, right? You lock it up chains, you show all around that it's completely solid. Then you you stand on top of the box, you lift up a sheet, you drop it, and then within like two, three seconds, you drop the sheet. The other person that was in the bag, in the box, is on top, and then when they open the box, the magician's in there. That's Crazy. a really cool trick. I would, If I had a bigger budget, I would love to do little things like that. Like, I don't care... Like, you know, to do things like David Copperfield sawing himself in half, but to be able to get on stage and do other things like, you know, like sawing myself in half or maybe disappearing from the stage and reappearing in the audience, I would love to do something like that. I saw David Copperfield do that one time walking down the steps and I was like, man, that's so awesome, you know? Yeah, that's so, so I wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, I, I love, uh, I love like, that that type of stuff. Uh, I've seen uh, Chris Angel a couple times yep. and uh, he, he does... I don't want to ruin the show for anyone that goes, no. but he, let's just say he moves fast. I'll just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I saw him and in Vegas. He's awesome. Yes, yeah, he's he's great. He's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I saw him at Vegas too a couple yeah. of times. So no, that's that, that stuff is dope. Um, okay, what is something that most people uh, might judge about a magician or the craft of magic that, that they wouldn't get right? Say that one more time. What is something that somebody, some people might think um, is true or not true about a magician that, that maybe like a misconception that people might make about magic? Okay, so... A misconception about magic, there's a lot of people, for example, it's very irritating, but this is just the reality we live in. Like when I do a trick online, I have a lot of people calling out how the trick is done or a lot of times, bro, people will literally start calling out the trick and saying what happened. And I'm, I'm like, dude, like you're not even close. Right. I think right. some people have this notion <laughs> right. in their head that as magicians, like we think like we're better than you. Like, oh my God, we're so much better than you. Like, look at us. We can make things disappear and you have no idea how I did it. Bro, people get that so wrong. People get so mad about that that I, I want the whole world to know that as magicians, we're not there to make you feel dumb. We're not there to make a, make you think that we're better than you. We're there to entertain. We're there to, like, you know, kind of disturb reality a little bit. 
Okay. Because everybody knows there's a trick to something. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, like when a magician pushes a coin through the table, he did not literally push that coin through the table. There's no way you can push a solid object through another solid object. There's a trick to it. Yeah. But I think people get this notion in their head that like, I don't like being outsmarted. Right. And I wish people understood that we're just there to make you have a good time, right. not the, try the, to make you think that we're trying to like, you know, make you think, like I said, we're better than you because yeah. we're not. That we're just entertainers. Me, that reminds me of the kid in middle school who gets mad when you tell him that wrestling's not real. It's like, dude, it's entertainment, my man. Like, just enjoy it. So Exactly. It is just for fun. I don't, I, me personally, I never liked wrestling. I yeah. hated like WWE. I never watched <laughs> it. If I ever did watch it, somebody else had it on, but I never liked it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, you talked about it a little bit, but how how do you initially get into the club of knowing how magic is done and the tricks are done? Okay, so again, there's a lot of people that know certain magic tricks. So like, if anybody knows a trick, tell them, teach it to me. But right. people ask me, like, did you go to magic school? Okay, so there was a second magic shop that unfortunately is not around anymore. It used to be on 10 Mile and Ryan. So I believe that's the Sterling Heights area. I'm not, I don't know, the Sterling Heights, Warren, whatever. But there used to be this magic shop called the Crown Magic Bun Shop. And I think it was either every Tuesday or every other Tuesday or whatever day it was, my mom would take me there, and it was 20 bucks, you pay at the door, and they always had something different, so they teach you either card tricks, coin tricks, rubber band tricks, whatever. And I went there, and every other week or every week, I'd be there, and they teach magic. Now, again, there's magic sites that you can go to. For example, there's like one site that I get some of my magic tricks off of called illusionist.com. Illusionist.com has been around for over a decade, probably 15 years. I remember at one point before it was even a website, I forgot how I had bought uh, like a VHS or a DVD from it, um, you know, how to be a street magician or something like that. And it was super cool. And the guy who owns it, is called, his name is Brad Christensen. And if you go on there, there's a lot of creators of like different tricks you can buy. So I bought a lot of my tricks online. So like a lot of times, like I follow a lot of these, like, you know, magicians on like you, YouTube or Instagram. And like, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, hey, check out this new trick that just hit the market. So then I'll go look it up, look up the reviews. I'm like, man, this looks badass. I want to get it, you know? So if you want to start off as a magician, if you're like a young kid who's maybe 9, 10 years old, you want to start off as a magician, what you would do is go on YouTube and look up beginner magic tricks. Look up little things like beginner magic tricks, like rubber band tricks, easy coin tricks to do, whatever. Learn that and then start from there. Then maybe go on to a magic site like Illusionist and they have like little areas that say beginner, intermediate, advanced. Get some beginner stuff. There's DVDs, there's downloads. Like there's a, a DVD on this, uh, one of my sites that I go to called Penguin Magic. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest magic dealers in the entire world. I buy a lot of my stuff from there. I'd say 99% of my stuff I buy from them. They have a DVD called like 25 Beginner Magic Tricks or something like that. That's a good DVD to have yeah. because it literally is. Every, I looked at the tricks on there. A lot of the tricks are on there. I learned them when I was seven or eight years old. Like how to take a salt shaker and pass it through a table. Or make a coin pass through a table or make a rubber band jump from two fingers to the opposite fingers. Right. Those are cool beginner magic tricks and then just advance from there. And obviously, card tricks are another big one too, you know? Uh -huh. Learn some beginner card tricks. You can learn a lot of those on YouTube. And then just, you know, you'll, you'll eventually start finding like other magicians that you like. And a lot of these magicians that are like famous, like, you know, maybe David Copperfield, Lance Burton. A lot of them have like DVDs and stuff that they put out that you can buy yeah. and learn the stuff that they put out, you know? So... So as a perspective, as like somebody who uses Instagram and sees magicians on Instagram yeah. with all the editing and, and all the, mm -hmm. you know, our, our worries about AI and like yeah. shit like that, yeah, it's crazy. how do we, how do we tell whenever it's like real or edited or what? Like how, how do we, how do we decipher that? Or can sometimes, we? sometimes you can't tell, like you can, but you can't, but like I can tell you right now, none of my tricks have ever been edited. I, any trick I've ever done on social media, I can do it in person, but some of the things I do on social media 
I won't do them in person because right. there's just certain things that like, for example, I like doing tricks of things that if somebody asked me to see something, I can show it to them. But there are certain tricks that I do on social media because this looks badass. It looks cool for the camera. Sure. And obviously it gets really good views and it really gets your name out there and it gets people to know who you are. So there's just certain tricks I enjoy more for camera. And I really do think some tricks look better on camera. But again, they can be done in person, but then you can't really let them see what you're playing with. You right, know? for sure. So that's just me personally. For sure. So like a lot of tricks that I do are all the same at parties because like I'm so used to them that like it's rare if I ever make a mistake with them. That, uh, that leads me to my next question. Have yeah. you ever felt the need for an assistant? And like um, I know that uh, an assi- I, I had this girl that I went to high school with, shout yeah. out to Lauren, um, where she was an assistant for somebody. And like to this day, she will not tell you like how she did some stuff. And, oh, she was an assistant to a magician? Yeah, she was like an assistant to one of her friends that was a magician. Wow. And um, to this day, she won't talk about it. So like, uh, have you ever felt like you wanted one? And like, how, how do you get to trust somebody like I've that? Never, I've, never, I've never actually thought about, like I thought about having an assistant, but I'm like, what would I do? Because like my kid shows are strictly like, it's just me. I don't need an assistant. Like I said, if I do something like the metamorphosis or maybe we're going to do like a double act like if she's a magician like for example there's a magician here in michigan his name is keith fields he's a magician from the uk him and his wife and they do a magic show together they call it the magic soiree i forgot what city it was in but um there's a magician's club that we have every third tuesday of the month it's in clausen at this little baptist church or like lutheran church and a bunch of magicians get together amateurs professionals you know hobbyists and Keith Fields and his wife, um, um, darn, I'm forgetting her name, but Keith and his wife do this thing called the Magic Soiree. They're at a restaurant and people pay for it and they get dinner and a magic show and they do this funny little skit together. And like there was one where he did this thing with like toilet paper and like, you know, um, one of those like, you know, lawn and leaf blowers that are like blowing all over her and stuff. And they're hilarious together, you know? Now, I would not know how to approach an assistant and say, hey, you got to like, I got to swear you to secrecy. You cannot tell anybody how the tricks are done, no matter what. People yeah. ask you, be sarcastic, say, hey, I can't tell you, or say like, can you keep the secret? So can I, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no, I've never felt the need for an assistant because I feel like I don't have big enough tricks to do that. But I wouldn't be opposed to having a yeah. woman assistant if we can put on like a fun act together, you know? Right, for sure. Uh, just curious. I don't know what the what the uh, the next step is. So what is the ultimate goal? Like if you had, hey, um, whatever years or year or the, a month down the road, if yeah. I could have like my dream gig, like where, what would it be? Where would it, what would it uh, entail? Well, you saw me doing this thing for Steve Harvey. I'm on seven days. Today's day eight. I got to make my video later. Yep. Steve Harvey, if you see this, man, you got to, you got to, yep. you got to hit me up. <laughs> yep. I don't know when this is dropping. Hopefully by the time it does, you'll be on the show. Uh, on, man. I hope so. Well, look, here's the thing. So being able to perform for like famous people, like I don't know if you ever saw the America's Got Talent one where there was a guy named Smoothini on there. He's a magician that was a Marine and he had dreams of being a celebrity magician. He told me the story about how he was in Vegas. Again, I had a video chat with this guy, super cool, very, very like high energy. And you know, he was on America's Got Talent and he did this thing with the same little red balls. He did that same trick. He did a trick where he poured salt in his hand, made disappear, reappear in thin air. And he did another trick where like, you know, um, what else did he do? He did, a, he did a quick card trick. He like coughed up cards out of his mouth. Like, he did things like that, and, like, it was all close-up magic, and he called himself a barber magician. He says, I'm Smoothini, and they're like, what does that mean? He goes, I'm the ghetto Houdini. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> okay. Houdini, but ghetto. And, dude, he said, America's Got Talent changed his life. So, right now, listen, I know ever trying to, like, become someone famous is not an easy thing. Can it be possible? Yes. Are the odds slim? Also, yes. But, like, I got into real estate because I feel like, you know what, as much as I love doing magic, 
I also want a career that's lucrative, that I can make a great living for myself. You know, I like to eventually get married, have a wife, have children. Like, I would like to be able to have a life where like I can provide for my family and never have to like worry. Sure. But I also love doing magic. So if one of them does great and the other one does great, I'll be more than happy to keep them both. But my goal is to get, like I said, on the Steve Harvey show, because to me, it will give me a lot of social proof. Obviously, when I do more of my gigs, I could obviously charge more and stuff like that. Because I love doing like high-end corporate gigs. I've done gigs for like DTE Energy. I did one for a place called CV Media that's here in Northville, but I actually it was in Grand Rapids. I love doing gigs like that for like adults where I'm walking around. So absolutely, where where do I want to go? Like, I'm not sure, but I feel like I'll know it when I get there. I love that. If that makes sense. I love that. Well, um, those are the questions I have. I would love yeah. to see whatever else you have. If you have anything else uh, in terms of tricks, if not, do you have any questions for me? Or uh, what, well, you what know, you I'll show you. You know, what? I got something for you actually. So Pierre. So here's the thing. This is my phone, okay? If you want to zoom in on this in a second, G. So this is my phone right here. Now, Pierre, yeah. I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. Give me a number between 1 and 100, please. Give you the number? Yes, please. Say it out loud. 72. 72, okay. Now, do you want to change that number or do you want to keep it? No, I'm keeping it. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So look, we're going to go over here in my phone and we're going to go to my notes, okay? Now, if you want to zoom in on that, G, you can see a bunch of different notes that I have, okay? Now... There's a set of notes here that I have that says top 100 celebrities. Do you see where it says top 100 celebrities right there? Yeah, I do. Tap on that note, okay? Okay. Now, you see a bunch of celebrities, right? Yeah. Scroll down to number 72, please. Who is number 72? Johnny Depp. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Show it to the camera. Let them see it. Gee, go ahead and zoom in on that number 72, Okay. Now, Pierre, once the camera's gotten that, what I want you to do is I want you to take the phone back and I want you to scroll all the way down to the bottom, okay? Okay. And then now from the bottom to the top, just be as thorough as possible. Yeah. And go from bottom to top. Make sure Johnny Depp is not duplicated. Okay. Make sure he's not in there more than once. You let me know once you're satisfied. I got you. I'm being thorough. I'm be being as thorough, thorough as you want, bro. Take all the time you need. All right, all right. It's a pretty good list, too. Yeah, right? I just took a random bunch of celebrities, man. Nope, he's only here one time. Okay. Now, Pierre, I asked you to pick the number, and you picked 72, right? You picked it freely. Uh -huh. I didn't force it on you, did I? No, you didn't. Now, let's say you and I were making a bet right now. Hypothetically, the odds would be in your favor, right? Because the chance of me knowing what celebrity you land on would be 1 in 100, right? Correct. That's a slim chance. Correct. That's like me taking every dollar I have and putting out one number in roulette. That's almost impossible. Okay, you're right. But you know what's funny? I don't know if you remember, I took a piece of paper and I wrote something on it and I folded it up in my pocket. Can you do me a favor? Open that up. Go ahead. Open it up for me, please. Stop it, man. This motherfucker. <laughs> Yo. Hey, you guys. Bro, I'm not... This is going on the wall here, bro. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, give me a round of applause, G. Hold on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yo, you guys see that? I swear to God, earlier today, he's like, hey, let me get a piece of paper. And a pen. I was like, bro, are you joking? This is insane, bro. I'm losing my mind. Please, bro. <laughs> I will. Please. Please, I will. With the Sharpie, man. Uh, Chris, it's literally been a big, big pleasure. I'm telling you right now, you have a you have a customer here. I, I, I want to uh, book you right now. I have an event in mind, so I really, really appreciate you coming through. No, my pleasure, man. Um, I, have, I appreciate you having me here. It's like uh second podcast I've done. The first podcast I did was uh, back in 2020. With a guy I know named um, Alex, and Alex Johnson, he had me on his uh, podcast. I was the second person 
he called the conversations with the conjurer and uh yeah like i like doing this kind of stuff i really enjoy it you know well i really really hope that we can have a, a podcast maybe in a year or so and by then you'll be on the steve harvey show and and doing bigger bigger and better things so we wish you nothing but the best guys uh please make sure you book chris um for your event birthday party bat whatever it is um uh book this guy corporate corporate clients too man make sure man he's he's the real deal i've seen it with my own eyes um so go ahead and check him out anything else you want to tell the people before we take off well for whoever's watching if you guys watch the entire thing it's probably going to be at least 30 or 40 minute podcast i'm guessing guys thank you so much you know i really it means a lot to me when people like i've made certain videos that were you know not even magic related and they were about nine or ten minutes long and people when people tell me like i watched the whole thing i'm like man it really means a lot to me because a lot of times I know it's really hard because our attention spans these days. But right. uh, I want to say thank you to all you guys, and God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Hey, thank you for having yo, me, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Keep going for your dreams. And to everybody watching, we'll see you next time. We'll see it.